Now back to the happy hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to the happy hour right here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I am Rico, joined by Austin Orman. Austin, what how up? are you, sir? Great. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Nick had to dip out if you weren't He's got listening. got a baseball team to make. Yeah, if you weren't listening to the first segment, first off, how dare you? Secondly, he had to go to baseball availability. We're going to hear from Will Bolt and a couple players, I believe. If you had to guess, um, who are you throwing out there? I want to hear from Kyle Perry. But I, I honestly have no idea who the who. Uh, you, do you have any idea? Max Anderson. Okay, should be one of them. Would be my guess. Yeah, I could maybe see Griffin Everett, but they've got to throw a pitcher in there too. Emmett Olson, mm. Anderson and Olson. Those Anderson are my guesses. Anderson and Olson. Yep. Okay. I've got, I got Perry and Anderson. Okay. Although Perry's coming off of the Tommy John second Tommy John, but he's got he's he's what four fifth fifth year. I don't know what he is. Maybe he's just a right he's second just a senior. surgery. I think it's his fifth year. It could just be his fourth year, but he's coming off his second Tommy John. Talk about uh, an old young dude. Yeah, still, you know, very important when he came back into the not into the into the kind of rotation. Obviously, not starting rotation, but when he was when he was back in there, he was he was throwing pretty well. And then, you know, <laughs> he, he is listed as a fifth year on the roster. Like literally, that's what it says. It, just it says doesn't say year. senior. It doesn't say graduate. It doesn't say redshirt team. Just says fifth, fifth year. year. Okay. <laughs> All right, Kyle. That's our guy. He has a show on the station. So that, that's our guy, Kyle Perry. I, I hope we hear from him, but I, I'm not exactly sure when he's going to be back to full strength. He just started throwing um, maybe a couple weeks ago. Mm. Um, so we'll see if, if he's available for the start of the season. But hopefully a, a better season than last year. They got a lot of new faces coming in. And uh, if you're if we're going to talk about Husker baseball, four commits in the last two days, <laughs> all from inside the state. Also, yeah, keeping the talent inside the state. They're no longer going to Texas A&M. So, I don't want to give him too much credit because I don't think it was intentional at the time. Mm-hmm. Fred Hoiberg started something. Came in, had what one or two carryover players. Mm-hmm. I think that first year, Will Bolt comes in. Now all of a sudden, he's got to reset his entire roster yeah after Matt Rule did the same I mean baseball and football are going to have similarly sized recruiting classes Mm. oh no (laughs) I don't like learning new faces like it's it's easy when there's a couple players here and there but like the football team and I've talked about this with Bach like the spring game is just going to be a time where you're trying to learn people's like names and I don't Mm -hmm. know if the numbers are going to change after the spring game but you know uh uh you know, Vershawn says it all the time. He knows numbers, not names. But, like, you're going to have to learn new numbers, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, there might be some current and then players. Tommy Hill switches midseason. Exactly. Like, what the heck, man? There's going to be some players who might switch their numbers over. So it's going to be it's gonna be a really interesting process just learning who everybody is and, and, and what numbers they're going to be wearing and trying to just associate it. Because you've got, you know, those, those diehard Husker fans who, as soon as they see the number, they don't need to see the name. They see the number, kind of like the build, and they're like, ah, it's that person. Look, you're going to have a lot of people to do that with this year. <laughs> so many. Like, if you're not carrying the numerical roster with you whenever you sit down to watch a game, I'm going to question you as a fan. I'm going to learn it quickly. I'm going to try and learn it quickly. But again, you got you can't start that till spring. Maybe not even till fall. It's going to be fall. People are going to... Because, look, in the spring, 
I don't know how people are going to transfer before the spring game, but after the spring game, there's going to be a lot of people leaving. And if some people leave and somebody has a number that you wanted, you're going to switch numbers. Mine. Give me. It's, uh, you're still 12 scholarships over, so there's at least 12 that are going to be gone. I read, so I, it's my laptop's over there. So there's a rule um, that came into effect, I don't know when, where a new when a new head coach takes over. The Lincoln Riley thing. Yes, where you can, but this one is, it wasn't like just for a year. It was when you, when a new coach takes over, they can tell a player, but there have been some issues where the coaches haven't told the player that whatever. Um, you can take a player off of your roster, but they keep their scholarship for the duration until they graduate. Right. There have been some issues with that where the coaches take the players off, but they don't tell them that their scholarship is still available till they graduate. So then the players are like, oh man, now I have to like go somewhere else or something, mm. or or you know where they're just like, hey, um, you're no longer on the roster. Like you're, I'm sorry, you can't be on the team anymore. And they're just like, ah, dang it. And but you know, you're, their 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 scholarship still counts towards school until they graduate. There, it didn't have a number limit on it, so I don't know how many. If there is a limit on how I many, I thought players I saw it was ten a year. Okay, so I then think you're I saw gonna have, year. you're going to be two over, depending on how many people you sign this coming Wednesday. Because they still, they're still, they have the three commits, mm-hmm. and that's you know that's already the twelve. Mm-hmm. But then if there's any, you know, silent commits or anybody that's trying to decide still all between Nebraska and some other schools, at this point you're just telling them, "No, nah, go somewhere else." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yanking your offer. Are they, out of are, space. are you turning people? If you're a coach, do you turn people away because you're over? Or are you just like, okay, no, I, I believe in you. I believe in your talent. Maybe you can supplant somebody here. But what if somebody you brought in as a freshman? I want to you know if anybody has any takes on this. If you brought in somebody as a freshman, you're going through spring ball. They enroll early. They come in. They're, they're doing spring ball. They're doing all this stuff. And you're looking at them, and you're like, this is not what I was expecting. I understand they're a freshman, and the guys above them have been there for a couple of years maybe. But like, what if you're just like, this is not exactly what I was expecting from this person? Do you do you keep them on, or are you just like, look, man, I'm sorry. Like, I, I understand that you committed to me. It's your first. You like, how uh, how bad does that look? Pretty bad. <laughs> it's not a good look. That you you can't win in that. But at the same time, you kind of have to be ruthless sometimes in recruiting. You know, dog eat dog world. And mm-hmm. if your job is to do the thing that's best for the program, of course you want to do right by the kid. Mm-hmm. But as a coach, aren't you beholden to the program? Yeah, but how do you do it in a nice way so when that kid transfers from the place, it's like when oh they yeah, get, when they get better. Yeah, or, <laughs> like, exactly, hey, get better. Remember us. I, I did find that that rule. Okay. Um. So the rule says that when a coach who recruited and provided a scholarship to a student athlete is replaced, um, the next coach has the right to not invite an athlete back to the team the following year. The athlete may be given the right to stay at the school on scholarship until they graduate with their degree. Um, so yeah, under that rule, it does look like 10. So okay. 14, so Riley had uh, 25 players added to the roster last season, 14 mm-hmm. transferred out. Um, and then 10 were under that rule where he's like, yeah, nah, like you can still go to school. The beach is that way. You're not playing football. <laughs> no, I know for me, when I went to UNK and I was running track, like, I don't know if I would have stayed in college if I wasn't doing a sport. And I, I'm not. I'm not saying that these kids are the same as me. But like for me, you like, went to school to play school. I went. Look, I was not. I did not really care for school. I graduated. <laughs> look, I graduated. I got my degree. I did good in school. But if I wasn't running track, I don't know if I would have. If I would have gone to college, hmm. that's just my feelings towards it. 
So I can only imagine, especially like some of these kids who I say kids, I'm going to continue to say kids. I'm older than all of them. I don't care. <laughs> some of these guys who have been there for two, three, four years, mm-hmm. if they don't have their scholarships renewed, if they're like, hey, or well, they keep their scholarships, but if they don't have their roster spot, you know, I mean, if you've been there for four years, if you have graduated, if you're that close, you might as well finish it out. But at the same time, like, are you just going to transfer? Like, I want to play. I want to. I want to get this last year in. And what level are you going to play at? Because if you're one of these guys that's being told, "Nah, you're you're off the team. You're mm-hmm. not going to play. You're probably not transferring Power Five. No, maybe Group of Five. So in that case, you're looking FCS, D two, and obviously there are mm-hmm. tons of great programs at that level. But, but I can understand that if I got recruited to USC, to Alabama, to Georgia, and I'm told, "Yeah, nah, you're not playing here." It would be a little deflating to be staring down the barrel of those options. Like, I was told I was this good. Now I'm being told I'm this good. Is it worth it for me to play? Like, no offense to Ohio, but, like, going from Alabama to Ohio would feel kind of bad. It would feel bad. Look, and, and the thing is, with the with the addition, not the addition, the transfer market's always been there, but with the explosion of the transfer portal, I'll say that. Um Transfers. Portal blew up. No one's in there. Yeah, crazy. Uh, transfers and and incoming freshmen. A lot more talent has found its way to the group of five to the Division two level. Mm-hmm. So even if you you're not guaranteed a spot, even if you're 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 at Alabama, if you're told you're not good enough, you're at Nebraska, you're told you're not good enough to play here, you're not guaranteed a spot at UNK. You're not guaranteed no. a spot at Wayne State. Like there's there's some good players who are going to these universities now because there, there's just less options with the transfer portal with the amount of people plus the covid year some of those guys who are you know sixth year fifth year had an extra year they're like well i'm not going to play here because you know we ran out of scholarships and but i still have a year left let me just go finish this out and let me get one extra year down here in in in, in wayne america and wayne nebraska <laughs> like let me let me go to carney real quick and and be a loper for a year like these these guys have been spread it's it's spread out so much now with the transfer portal with the extra covid year however much longer that's going to go i don't know how many we've got to be about done with covid that. years we're done with um and then just just the amount of people at these universities so it's the talent level the talent pool has been spread out so much that even if you're good enough or told you're good enough to go to usc but then you're not good enough to actually play there doesn't necessarily mean you have a spot at Wyoming. And we'll say this because I'm sure there will be questions on it. Obviously, the five stars are still going where five stars go. Oh, yeah. What I think the point is is that the average skill level of a player has gone up, plain and simple. So the average, I say in quotes, average college player is better now than they were 10 years ago, is better now than they were 20 years ago. So because of that, there are more guys who are more talented now, which, to your point, makes it harder to find mm-hmm. a spot and rely on, oh, USC wanted me, so someone else is going to be lucky to have me. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. Yeah. And that kind of goes, like, I don't, I don't want to, like, take down what was being said on other shows, but, like, so, I don't know if you were listening to the captain earlier. He was talking about recruiting in the Omaha metro area, recruiting in the Lincoln area, and and the University of Nebraska, and the, and the lack of recruiting that they've been doing there, the lack of success that they've had there. And for me, at least, it's just that there is the talent level in Omaha in Lincoln has been going up. There there are a lot more talented individuals playing at the high school levels, regardless of sport, in Omaha, in Lincoln, in the state of Nebraska, wherever you're at. 
there are talented individuals everywhere, but just because you play in the state of Nebraska and you are a talented individual doesn't necessarily mean that you are talented enough or or have the required skill set to be at the University of Nebraska. Now maybe you're you're talented enough to go to a a Colorado, a, a Wyoming or something, but your skill set fits what they're trying to do more than mm-hmm. it fits at Nebraska cuz that's another part of it. Just because you're good doesn't mean you fit, doesn't mean you're the you're the missing piece for what they're trying to do, right? To some degree, yes. I think one example was kind of the opposite of that of Drew Watt, where Bo didn't think he would fit that style, went mm-hmm. on and was really good at Iowa. It, it sucks to miss out on a guy like that. That was that impactful of a player. But at the same time, I can't fault a coach for being convicted, having those convictions, because you can't just take in-state players because they're in-state. You have to identify that fit and you know project a little bit to the future. How do we think this recruit will be able to help us in the future. Mm-hmm. It's not that the Nebraska roster has to be all Nebraska guys. That wouldn't go well. Mm-hmm. Point and simple. It wouldn't go well. I think it's most important for the coaching staff to be in first on these guys because they're the closest to them. Yes. So if there is one that you think could fit, you offer him first. You build that relationship first. They're checking on him all the time. You don't have to make the offer committable. You don't. You could just offer them and just be like, hey, we're here. We're, we think you're a really good player. We'd like to offer you somewhere down the line. If you continue to, to progress at this level, mm-hmm. well, we'd love to have you. Right. You have to make sure you get the best players that fit what you want to do because it's not necessary to take all of them and it's not necessary to take a talented player who doesn't fit, fit what you want to do just for the fans to keep them happy. Or to live up to some ideal of, well, they're a Nebraska kid, so they have to stay in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a balance there, and there's a line to be walked that I think <laughs> sometimes gets swung too far either way. <laughs> no, I, I by agree coaches with and that. fans. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. There's also a, a difference, a balancing act between the you know the coaches and the fans between not recruiting somebody and just losing out on that player. Mm-hmm. Because they, they're difference. players where you've recruited hard, you've put a lot of, you've invested a lot of time into going and visiting this player, and talking with this player, calling this player, texting this player, everything, trying to get this player to be be a member of Nebraska, and they choose somewhere else. That I don't think that should fall on the coaching staff. Like lose it. Like you, yes, you lost this player, but they did everything they could to get this mm-hmm. player. It just. They just didn't feel like this was the best place for them. Right. I'll and that's you, a big difference between, eh, this guy's not good enough. We're not going to recruit him. I'll give you a kind of example of that. Nebraska's current coaching staff has sent nine coaches to Chandler, Arizona. Nine of the ten. <laughs> the one that hasn't visited can't go. Yep. That's insane. That tells me they're trying. For those, That is Dylan Rayla's high school, by yeah. the way for those of you who don't know. Nine coaches sent down there. If he doesn't pick Nebraska, it's not going to be for lack of trying. No. You look in-state, Zane Flores, probably a lack of trying. Yeah. And even then, even then, this current coaching staff, it was a couple weeks before signing day, and they were like, hey, is there any way? <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not. No, I'm going to I'm going to Oklahoma State. Just bricked it. Bricked the shot. Yeah. You shot it, though. You missed shoot 100% shoot. of the shots you don't take. Wayne Michael Gretzky. Jordan. Wayne Gretzky, Michael, Michael Scott. Scott. 
Oh, that's so that's gonna do it for this segment of the happy hour. Up next, a little crossover action. We'll bring in Stricky. He's in the building. I saw him walking down the hall. We'll talk a little bit of NBA because I wanna I wanna get his feelings on on how great my Knicks are. Um, he posted <laughs> he posted a picture yesterday. You know, it was rivalry night in the NBA. Apparently, I didn't know that that was a thing. Made up. Yeah, but contrived. Hey, look, look T- NBA on TNT was 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 pushing it. So the Knicks played the Celtics. Knicks came out on top in OT. Uh, Strick played for both both places. I know he loved his time in Boston. I'm not asking about his time in New York because, man, he, he wore the fire jerseys in New York. But that will be coming up uh, next on the Happy Hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.